So, so last time we we were talking about the concept that every memra is built on two premises: a general premise and a specific premise. Now, the question is, why do we care? Right? Why is it why is it important? How is it going to help us? So the answer is like this: um, the the chachamim that are speaking over here, they're very very wise people, right? Now, wise people usually have a lot in common. Right? Um, this is something that people fail to appreciate. People think, oh, look at, uh, look at, look at Yiddishkeit, it's full, full of machlekes. Anything you tell me, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a machlekes about it, right? Maybe there's probably some rabbi out there that, that, that permits this thing. First of all, it's completely untrue. <laughs> completely untrue. The only thing that there's machlekes about are tiny, teensy, little, minute details. Right? Compared to the I mean, most of the territory is, is already spoken for. That's number one. And number two, more importantly, the machlaikism the that there are will be more machlaikism in perhaps maybe how something, like how something is expressed. But in the foundation of the basics of Yiddishkeit, the foundations, the premises the deeper premises are very much in agreement. Yeah? And, and now here's what's difficult. So those premises are very rarely discussed. Right? Unlike, let's say, the, you know, the, the Mishnah Torah of the Rambam, right? Where the Rambam says to you, my dear friend, okay, I'm going to explain to you um, Hilchas Brachas. Uh, so first of all, here's the concept. It's, it's not allowed to be right? You shouldn't take something away with that. Now, so, and here's, here's you know, he's building you up from the ground up. He's giving you the premises, and then building on top of those premises, and then building on top of those further. Because he's, that's, that's how a good teacher does something. A teacher talks to a student from first grade, from, from the bottom, and then builds it up. Mm-hmm. Right? So, just like all math, if I started right away chalking up for you, um, you know, advanced calculus, and you never even learned algebra, right? So, you have no idea what I'm talking about, right? So, so what do I do? So, I have to first build up basics, teach you algebra, teach you, teach you, um, you know, pre-calculus, right? And then I can teach you calculus, right? And I can teach you advanced calculus. So, and it's all built on... Now, what happens when two mathematicians meet? And the two of them start arguing about a certain math problem. But Are they starting with, with algebra and with, with explaining? No. It makes sense that there would be understanding that the basic foundational concepts are already the, there. In the exactly. Sense. Yeah. That's already all there, right? And that's all being—that's all being assumed, right? So it's like you're watching, you know, like a like a lightsaber match, right, between two Jedi masters, right? Like flying, like up in the air, like you know, and like you could barely even follow the movements, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what we have to understand is that these are chachamim, right? And everything they're saying is very wise. Now, you and I, we don't know all these premises of theirs. We're lacking in all these premises. Right? So, it's the Shaklavataria 
that reveals to us the premises that lie that, that were being assumed by them. Right? When I see... The Shaklavataria is... What, what again? The Shaklavataria. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's the back and forth, but you, know, you were... Means the, the, Memra, Kasha, Teretz. Right. So the, that reveals to us reveals the premises. The premise, right. Why? Okay. How so? So I have a Memra. Mm-hmm. Now that Memra is built on a whole bunch of premises that I don't know what they are. Right? Because he didn't bother to tell me what his premises are. He, I just know the conclusion. Mm-hmm. I can guess what they are, but I, but I don't really know. Right? Now the Makshin comes along, he asks Akasha. Oh, now the moment the Makshin asks Akasha, he's necessarily attacking what? The, uh, sorry, repeat the question. When the Makshin comes along and asks Akasha, yeah. he's necessarily attacking the, one of the, the of the two premises that yeah. the statement is built on. Yeah. Now like you guys said, there's a million premises mm-hmm. because everything is built on two, which is built on two and two, right? But, most of those they're in agreement on. Right? right. So the Makshin is only challenging the premises that he feels to be Mechudishdik. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so from his Kasha, I now understand what the premise of, of the, of the, of the Mamer was. Right? And then... When the Tartsan answers and defends, and perhaps he readjusts it a little bit, so now I, I have a much better grasp of the Memra than what I had to begin with. What I had to begin with, I didn't really, I didn't really know it. I, I didn't really understand it. Right? We're, we're going to see some examples, hopefully. Okay. But but thanks to the kind of the wrestling match between them, is that's where I gain an insight as to. What was agreed by everybody, right? What was viewed as the as the chiddush, and and to what extent did it did it stand, the chiddush? So, kasha is usually going to be on one part of the memra. Only of, ever on, only one part on of one okay. premise of the memra. But I'm saying like, okay. and the terrace will always reject only one premise of the kasha. And this is also important because the kasha... And the terrorists will only reject one part of the, of the kasha? Of the of one premise of the kasha. One premise of the kasha. Even though the kasha is built on two premises. So even though I reject one of them, but it means the other one that we're keeping, the other one was something that everybody agreed on. Because right? remember, the Masha was a chokham, right? Mm-hmm. So if he had two premises, we assume everybody's premises are correct unless we know otherwise. Unless we know that there's a machlekes about it. We assume everyone's premises are agreed upon, because they're all chachamim, right? Unless we know that there's a machlekes about it. And this is going to be very, very important. Because you're going to see Rishonim doing this all the time. They're going to bring a raya from an opinion that was rejected. And they're going to bring a raya the halacha from it. How? Because what they're going to say is, listen, I know he was rejected, Right? but only rejected in one of his premises. Right? But his statement was built on two premises. And we never heard anybody disagreeing with him on his second premise. That's a proof to that premise. Okay. Right? 
So it's important because that's where we get an insight into the premises, into the mechanics that, lie, that underpin the whole sugya. Right? So that's why the, that's why the shaklavataria, the hava amina, the kasha, is often even more important, more insightful for us for halachala ma'isa than the maimer itself. Okay, so this is where we discover the premises. This is where we discover whether sweet is good, whether things that make people happy are good. Because often the the, the the question that we're going to be dealing with, you know, halachala ma'isa is not going to be the exact question that the Gemara dealt with. So the Gemara told us, ice cream is good. Great. I, I don't have a... Uh, fine, so the, for now we'll know that. Now I have a new question. What about lobster? Fake lobster, of course. A fake crab. Is that good or not? So you're going to say, of course it's good. What do you mean? Fake crab is delicious. I love it. I'm going to say, no, that's not. It's not good. I'm going to say, wait, go look. The Gemara said that ice cream is good. Right. So you see, so ice cream is good, and fake crab is good. So, no, no. so ice cream is good, fake crab is not good. So how do we know? How can we figure out if, if indeed fake crab is good or not? So, so that's where we need just to from the premises to be able to define exactly. So yeah. if we dig and throughout the sugi we discover that what was defined was <laughs> that the thing that makes people happy, that makes people smile when they eat it, is what is what is what's is what's good, right? And, the, and since ice cream met that criteria, right, that was, that was our sub-premise over here, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that ice cream met that criteria, that's why it was considered to be good. Now, and we see that whenever people eat fake crab, they also are happy. So then, we can conclude that fake crab is good, right? So that's really thanks to the, to the kasha, not to the memra. Because the memra, we didn't know that. It was hidden. The memra, we only had the conclusion, Okay, make sense? Yes, I'm trying to see how I can uh, properly explain the kasha fitting into or helping further define the the memra. Well, it's two different things. Hold on a second. What we said before is that the kasha um, limits the the memra mm-hmm. often, right? It, it makes it makes the 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 the, 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 the memra will say a terrace or uh, which where he will uh, limit or qualify his statement to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But let's let's even without that, let's say let's say you know let's say in the answer we completely reject what the Machin said, right? But again, the Machin still revealed to us. The Makshan attacked one of the two premises of the Memra. So already right away we're given one of the premises, which is very key to us. Now his Kasha was built on two premises, right? Mm-hmm. Now one of those was rejected, but the other one we get to keep. So thanks to the Shaklavataria, in addition to the Memra, which was only one piece of information, mm-hmm. we now gained two more pieces of information. We also discovered one of the at least one of the premises of that memra, mm-hmm. and we got to keep one of the premises of the maxim, the one that wasn't rejected. Maxim is the person who's asking the kasha. Yes. Okay. What, what, are we, what is that defined as? 
How, I mean, how, how do you translate that? Makshin? How, how do you translate it into English? Yeah. Uh, the questioner, I guess. Oh, because it, it, it's the short it was in Kasha? From Kasha, the one oh, who okay, asked me the Kasha. I see, okay. Yeah? So what I'm showing you is that people tend to think that the Memra is, 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 is the golden standard, right? But the truth is that that only gave us one-third in our simple Shaklavataria of Memra, Kasha, Teretz, yeah? The Memra gave us one piece of information and the and the and and the Makshin gave us two. He showed us w- at least one of the premises in that Memra, and his Kasha was built on two premises. And even though the tar- in the terrace one of those was rejected, but still the other one stands. So he gave us the Maisa two pieces of information. Okay, so the. Kasha is going to break down a portion of the Memra in terms of one of the premises. Correct. And it's also going to... Um, itself be built on two premises. Right. It's which gonna, are involved in the same topic. So then within that point, it's it's going to show a, a, a Teretz? Not, not a, it's not going to show a Teretz. It, we're going to see... In the Makshan, mm-hmm. in the Kasha, mm-hmm. we're going to see, so, so, so let's do a real life example, okay? Let's come up with a Kasha. Go ahead, you come up with a Kasha on, on this conclusion. It can, it can attack any one of these, the two premises that this conclusion was built on, or one of these sub-premises that, the, that this premise was built upon. Go ahead and generate your own kasha. The kasha on the memra? Yep. Our memra is ice cream is good. Okay. So, so for example, we said we had a health health person here, right? Mm-hmm. Remember? So so be the health person and ask a kasha on that. <laughs> so how can you say that ice cream is good when it's not good for you? It's, un- it's unhealthy for you. Uh, ice cream is not healthy. Right. Okay, good. So... Um, so, so, now, um, ice cream, it's not healthy, good, so now, now let's, let's just break, let's just understand, right, so, um, that, that kasha will be, uh, first we'll say derkishara, that, um, Ice cream is unhealthy, and unhealthy things are not good. Mm-hmm. Therefore, ice cream is not good. Right, so the therefore is the conclusion. Ice cream is not good. That's A equals C. Ice cream is not good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The major premise was... Um, Unhealthy things are not good. And the minor premise was ice cream is not healthy. You wrote all that down? Ice cream 
is not healthy. This is the minor premise. So you wrote them a little bit. Okay, so this is your conclusion. A equals C. Fine, so you just go ahead and do it. A equals C. This is your conclusion. I thought this is the conclusion based on... No. What is that? Isn't, it, isn't that what... Your conclusion... What's that? The Marxist conclusion has to be the opposite of the Mamre. Ice cream is not good. You're saying ice cream is good. Ice cream is not good. Okay. Ice cream is not good. A equals C. Go ahead, write it out. A equals C. And write over your conclusion. Well, I'll, I'll write it at the top. Ice cream is not good, and and that's the conclusion, right? So right. A equals C. So um, no, no, food that is unhealthy. Unhealthy is not good, right? That's B equals C. That's major premise. And therefore, uh, and ice cream is not healthy. Ice cream is not healthy. Therefore, ice cream is not good. Well, that's, that's the minor premise. Ice cream is not healthy. That's A equals B. Mm-hmm. Right. Since not healthy things are not good, and ice cream is not healthy, therefore ice cream is not good. And that is the opposite of what you said. You said ice cream was good. Okay, so now that we have this, now that we have this kasha, that's a, that's giving us what? So, so, so now so let's identify. Which one of those two premises is this kasha attacking? Is this kasha attacking the premise that food that is sweet is good? Or is it attacking the premise that ice cream is sweet? Exactly. It it, it does not at all challenge the fact that ice cream is sweet, right? Totally agrees to that fact, right? But it says that your claim that sweet things are good is not true. Right? Okay, and now the answer will be, we only meant for dessert. Ice cream is good for dessert. Okay. Right? So that'll be... Again, so we have a major... In the Makshan, major premise was that what? Unhealthy food is not good and ice cream is not healthy. So we could say that unhealthy food... Is not good. That's true only if you eat a lot of it. But if you have a little for dessert, then it is good. Mm-hmm. So we do agree that ice cream is not healthy, right? But we don't agree that everything that's not healthy is not good. Something could be not healthy but still be good if you eat a little, a little bit of it for dessert. So this is so in our tarots we're going to knock out this major premise. Right?
Terry says, if you eat a little bit of it for dessert, then even unhealthy food can be good. So what I want you to note is that we just won a premise. We would have never known this. Ice cream is not healthy. See, we didn't know that. New piece of information right here. Ice cream is not healthy. I see. So, okay, then what what the the kasha is doing is that it's... Now I think I at least better understand, not 100%, but the kasha it was doing is it's, it's uncovering a new piece of information that we would not have known otherwise with, within what? Within the... Memra. Within the Memra. Okay. Okay. And this is going to stay Lamaskana. Even though we, gave, we, t- we answered up. He asked the kasha on the Memra. We had a Memra ice cream was good. He asked, how can you say that's not healthy? Answers for dessert, that's Okay. Right? So seemingly we knocked him off. That's it. The action is gone. Not really. We're keeping his other premise. The ice cream is not healthy. We are keeping that. Okay. Right? But, uh, right? And we're also keeping all these other premises. So the point is that the, 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 is through the shackle of Ataria that we discover all these premises that these big hachamim, most of them we are, most of these premises stayed uncovered, right? But thanks to the shackle of Atariya, some of them become revealed. So when we go through a shackle of Atariya, we want to make sure to identify as many premises as possible that the Gemara is revealing to us. Because this is where the gold is. Once you find the premise, you have rules. You have rules upon which you can build, you can, you know, once you have rules, you can answer up all sorts of questions, right? You can answer up questions about artificial crab, you can answer up questions about what if it's part of ice cream or, or not part of ice cream, you can answer questions about eating ice cream for breakfast, all sorts of questions you can answer once you have the premises down. If you don't have the premises, right, and all you have is the fact that you were told, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with people. They just learn Shulchan Aruch. They don't learn the Gemara. So they never see the premises. They never see the Shaklavatari. They only see the conclusions, right? So then they don't really understand the general rules that everything is built upon. And so you'll never see a, a posek, a real posek, passing from, you know, not, not from the Gemara. Ultimately, the Pesach has to be a Pesach from the Gemara. Saying for for a mori hara, not just someone who's telling you what the Mishnah Bura says or whatever it is, right? But someone who learned the Gemara properly. That it, to be a real posik, you have to learn the Gemara properly because that's where the premises come out. Mm-hmm. So that's where the and premises are the the rules, the, the, you know, the, the, the underlying assumptions that everyone is agreeing to. Okay, there's a lot of information then. That can be derived from uh, from the Gemara. Oh yeah. 